Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome and thank you for joining me on this episode. On today's episode, I thought I'd share with you a few things about Ramadan. So I know it's about um, two weeks or so to Ramadan, inshallah. And remembering how overwhelmed I used to be a lot, like overwhelmed I used to be, especially in the past, about Ramadan coming, about all of the goals and plans and dreams I had for Ramadan, and how I had to really manage my expectations and scale back. So I thought I'd share with you, and inshallah you find this episode helpful. If you do, please do um, let me know over at um, Instagram, inshallah, at ko.aishamay. So welcome once again and thank you so much for your time. I want to say that as we are getting ready for Ramadan, may Allah allow us to see it, may Allah allow us to see it in good health. Ameen ya Rabb. So just sharing a bit of my experience. There were times in the past when I used to get super overwhelmed, especially because of all of the plans that I had. So typically I would say uh so i would have such grand plans and i had all these plans without taking into account my current circumstances at the time i like to share with um you know the people that i talk with and my clients that we have to understand and also accept and realize that sometimes a lot of the times our life is in phases and what that just means is that you know, there are times that maybe you have very young children or you are married, you're no longer single. There are certain expectations and responsibilities that you have. It's not just the same as when you were single and you had no other person to, you know, contribute towards um, a relationship. Anyway, so to give you practical or specific examples, in the past maybe five six years i used to have this goal of reading the entire quran from cover to cover this has always been a big goal for me in ramadan even during university but at the time six years ago let's say i was married i already had two children so um you know they they were quite young as well my children i didn't have as much help and so another thing that i realized so what happens is usually when i have this goal of completing the entire quran at least once in ramadan and then coupled with all of the taraweeh um the qiyam i wanted to do i would also put a goal of maybe learning the seerah or you know learning the tafsir of the surahs that i was reading at least maybe a few surahs it was just a lot let's just say that i was piling onto my plate and i would always feel demoralized let's say so in terms of finishing the quran in the month the plan that i followed and which is um usually like shared around is the plan of um where you read four pages i believe it is after every salah and I would quickly realize after two, three, four days that I was lagging behind. I had pages to like keep up with and I just wasn't doing it as much as I thought. 
some days i would do like maybe in fajr or zuhur salah i would do like more pages instead of four i would do maybe six or eight but quickly i would get very very discouraged i ended up most years not completing that goal or completing it barely and feeling really terrible because i would feel like throughout the ramadan i was just getting drained and like feeling mentally exhausted because of all of the thinking and having to fit in um the 20 pages in a day and you have to remember or like to put it into context there are certain surahs in the quran that i personally am not very fluent in so although i know the arabic letters and i can i can read the arabic quran in any page like anywhere I'm not fluent in those surahs um, and it's something that I'm working on. Another realization I would say that Allah um, gave me is that I thought to myself that if I am not completing at least one cycle of Quran recitation in the past 11 months, how am I expecting to just do it in a month? And of course you can do it in Ramadan. Nobody said that you can't do it. And if this is something for you and you really want to attempt it, this is not me discouraging you. Please give it a go and go at it. But I'm speaking mainly to the women who may feel like they have other responsibilities and other things that are taking away from the time that they may sit to dedicate and recite these pages. And especially when you are not very fluent. So if it's a surah that you have um, already memorized in the past, you have a memory. Or it is a surah that you recite often. So I'll give an example. Maybe it's surah al-Kahf or, so, um, or Yasin or Waqiyah. Maybe there are certain surahs or mulk that you are familiar with. Then, of course, you can read four pages after a salah and it will be a breeze. So personally for me that wasn't the case. There were a lot of surahs that I wasn't really fluent in. So example would be, you know, Surah Tun Nisa, Surah Tawbah, Surah Anfal, like all those really big surahs after Al Baqarah and Al Imran. And so one Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, you know, with the help of Allah, I had this mindset shift where I thought to myself that okay, I will start from Al Fatiha and I'm going to start reciting the Quran. I set a number of pages. I don't remember either. It was a number of pages, maybe one or two pages a day or an amount of time. So I'd put a timer for maybe 15 minutes or something like that. And what I intended for that was that this would be the beginning of my Quran recitation cycle. So I didn't have an intention of completing the entire Quran in that month of Ramadan. However, I looked at Ramadan as a starting point. And perhaps um, I may have done six pages. I don't really remember. But any number of pages is fine. One page, two pages. Look at it how you go. And so I said that for myself. And by the end of the month of Ramadan, I was able to stay consistent alhamdulillah with the number of pages that i chose sometimes i did it in the morning sometimes in the evening just don't get discouraged don't get disheartened if you skip a day or two or three like just go right back just resume from where you were please um i have a lot to say about consistency <laughs> but this isn't the episode for it um so as i was saying you know i just went at it so and steady and i'm sure i missed a couple of days and 
you just get back up you know it's gonna happen sometimes especially when you are not already consistent especially if maybe you did recite it early in the morning before the kids woke up and things just um got out of hand and so on and so forth anyway um so it's really about the intention and remembering to just do it even if it's little we know about the hadith of staying consistent even if um as little as we can so just not to make this recording too long i want to say that give yourself permission to scale back on the goals or dreams especially if you realize that from previous ramadans you have been burning out or you have been having a feeling of guilt the last thing you want to have during Ramadan is that amount of guilt that prevents you from worshipping Allah in the way that you want or making dua to Allah in the way that you want. So for me, after Ramadan, I tried to stay on top of the habit. Alhamdulillah, like, you know, I tried to continue reciting those number of pages that I started in Ramadan. Remember that I used Ramadan as a... Um, as a starting point, as the... I don't know what to call it, but you get my point. Um, so another thing also that I scaled back on was um, so learning more about the salah before Ramadan. Like I would learn maybe, um, especially I love, I think the hadith about, I think it's a hadith about how Allah has divided the prayer between him and his servant. And when you say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, there is a response that, is given by Allah and so going through that hadith and it's not something you go through only once you know even in improving your salah is not something that we do just once in a while it's something that I would really encourage and I'm saying this to myself first that we examine our prayers and we again keep learning about the parts of the prayer and even the story of how the prayer was given and remember the prayer was given at a time when it was the, uh, the year of sadness for the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi when um, his wife Khadija radiallahu anha she passed away and also his uncle Abu Talib and also he went to Ta'if and um, the kind of reception he got wasn't a pleasant one in, in Ta'if and then he went for Isra and Mi'raj and you know the um, Salah was given to us and so thinking about salah as a comfort as a a disconnect from this dunya and a connection to allah in in the acts that we do during salah and just a decompress you know taking breaks from from this life and asking allah for the things that we are seeking from him outside of that salah so um, for me personally these are the things that i focus on i share these things only as um information that might help you if you feel like you're at that point in your life that this would be helpful please feel free to take it if this isn't going to be helpful for you no worries at all um that's completely okay so going back to it just like see what amount of quran you want to be able to read especially if maybe you're not as fluent in reciting the Quran or you don't have that much time to do it, I guess we can say that we can create time to do it, right? So um, the next thing that I shared was um, learning more about 
salah, trying to be more intentional about it, reminding myself that when I'm in salah, I'm standing in front of Allah and assuming that I'm in the, let's say, the kingdom of Allah. And as much as possible, I have tried over the years to cultivate this habit where I am already practicing these things as much as I can, even before Ramadan. So I'm not going to say wait until the first of Ramadan. If there's anything you want to start doing in Ramadan, I encourage you to start doing them from today. I encourage you to look for a way to start just doing it and think about it. Like if it were very, very simple, how would it look? And that is um, a place to start from so that you're not too overwhelmed. Maybe you want to include um, the rawatib, that is the nawafil at every salah. You can start doing that even before Ramadan. Maybe you want to make salat duha a habit. You can start doing that from today. Um, maybe you can start being more consistent with your morning and evening adhkar. There is something that you can start doing from today. So for me personally, it was Quran, um, Salah, and also another thing I try to include when I can is... Um, Bismillah, yeah, the tafsir of the Quran. So I choose, like I try during the day that from the pages that I read, even if it's an ayah or two, I look at the meaning even if it's on the phone. So it's not like an in-depth tafsir. I look at the meaning. And of course, any lectures are really wonderful, especially when I'm working in the kitchen. I put on a podcast, you know, from maybe Yaqeen Institute or from um, the series by Omar Suleiman, I think 3430. There was um, a Ramadan where I joined uh, something called Fajr Club um, by Aisha Ahmed. Um, so the, the page is at Tedaburko on Instagram. I, I joined I joined the um, Fajr Club and it was like 6 a.m. I believe. And that was really good. Um, Alhamdulillah, I felt like, you know, I was able to get in some things for myself as I got the kids ready for school and something like that. I hope this was useful for you. I don't want <laughs> this episode to go too long. And if there's a need for part two about this, then I will do it, inshallah, if I think of any more ideas about how I simplified um, coming into Ramadan for myself. And really, I just want to remind you that it's about you. It's not about what other people are doing. Or, um, I, I mean, we can take inspiration from other people, but we alone know our circumstances. And at the same time, we don't want to like use everything as an excuse to say, oh, my kids are too young. And, you know, I have, I have been through that stage of very young children. And, of course, I didn't have as much worship that I wanted. Um, I just had to make use of the changing nappies and cooking food as ways that I'm serving my household and ways that I'm seeking reward from Allah and constantly just being conscious of Allah where I am telling Allah my circumstances or my situation. I'm like, Ya Rab, you see what I'm doing um, in the kitchen. I'm preparing this meal and I would rather do xyz as much as i can also um just to add i would play quran in the background in the house like not just background but you know within my working space so the surahs that i have memorized i try and listen as much as i can in order to maintain them or maybe just um, uh, 
to like remind myself of the surahs and as much as I can as much as I remember to pray in my salah with those surahs to be able to solidify them in my memory so um, I will leave it here hopefully you find this helpful and ma'asalama have a lovely rest of your day